Hello and welcome to Carefully Taught, teaching musical theater with Maddie and Kika. A podcast to discuss musical theater pedagogy and to create a community of sharing amongst musical theater educators. Feel free to email us at carefullytaughtpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at carefullytaughtpodcast. This marks the end of our very first semester and we would like to take this opportunity to thank all of our guests and listeners for joining us for today's episode we decided to do something a little different right so far our focus has been on talking to some of today's influential musical theater educators and on some of the issues that we are dealing with but this marks the first of a two-part series where we shift our focus to the musical theater educators of tomorrow and get to talk to four incredible individuals poised to make an impact in the next chapter of our industry's story so you want to be a musical theater teacher on today's episode, we talked to Mundo Baleos and Kyle Montgomery. Both Mundo and Kyle are finishing different stages of their musical theater education with the focus of looking down the line and wanting to be musical theater teachers. That's right. So Mundo is one of your students, right? Yeah, he's a senior musical theater BFA student at Chico State. And Kyle is just entering his final semester of the MFA musical theater program at San Diego State, your alma mater. That's right. And I mean, we had such a great time talking to both of them, Um, especially being in the points of our careers. It actually was really fun to just hear, uh, you know, people that were were so inspired and, and interested in teaching and and really passionate about this. Um, it, I felt inspired by it. The world hasn't beaten them down yet. They're optimistic. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We hope you enjoy this episode. The Maddie and Kiko Podcast Show. The Maddie and Kiko Show. The Maddie and Kiko Podcast Show. I'm very excited about our first guest, uh, Raimundo Baleos Jr., who is a senior musical theater major at California State University, Chico, where I teach. Mundo is uh, a wonderful human. I'm so excited to introduce him to you. And so uh, welcome to Carefully Taught Teaching Musical Theater with Maddie and Kiko. So Mundo, tell us a a little bit about yourself. Well, hello. As Maddie said, my name is Mundo. My pronouns are he, him, his. I am a Mexican Native American man born and raised in Sacramento, California. I identify as very proudly gay, and I am super, super, super excited to be here. Thank you so much for the lovely introduction to the both of you. You bet. So we're going to start with uh, probably the biggest question. Why, Why do you want to teach musical theater? Um... It's a pretty big question. <laughs> I would say that I personally am, I don't want to teach musical theater. I think I need to teach musical theater because of the amount of representation I feel is currently lacking in this field. Um, like I said, as somebody who identifies as Mexican and Native American, you don't really see too many people of my kind either on stage or talked about in class or in general being represented by uh, faculty and staff in our institution, let alone institutions um, alike, Chico State or just around in general. Um, I feel that my voice is definitely useful in this world. And I think that specifically in musical theater, it's going to be a lot more useful as we do see ourselves moving in a more positive growth mindset direction towards equitable, diverse, and inclusive casting. 
Mundo, that is so exciting. It's so exciting to hear that, like this vision and dream of what's next. Um, can you tell us what brings you to musical theater? Like what got you interested in it to begin with? Oh my goodness. Um, well, I have a beautifully, lovely, gorgeous twin sister. Her name is Veronica. And she was actually the one who got me into doing musical theater. She was a napkin in Beauty and the Beast. And I was a little techie backstage because I didn't have a ride home. And then I, after watching that and seeing the Beast sing, if I can't love her at the end of Act One, I mean... There's nothing greater than that. So from then on, I also, in that production specifically, Arbel was a black woman and she was incredible. And I thought that that definitely showed me that anything is possible because there were so many people rooting against her in that moment. And as somebody who identifies with the global majority, it, it was almost that moment that I knew that that was my calling to be that odd that people are not going to think about or just like be that person that is, I don't know, fighting against all odds or things that are going against me to do what I feel is right for me. You know, Kikau played the egg seller in, uh, am I, was I wrong? That, no, that is correct. Yeah, okay. And my, this is interesting because my first bell was played by Nikki Renee Daniels, who's currently in company. And she was amazing. She is also a beautiful black woman. Um, so when people say like, oh, Belle should look one way or another, I'm like, but my first Belle is, okay, never mind. We'll see. You know, um, it's, just, it's just an interesting thing. I'm like, but this is what Belle looks like, you know? And also she's a cartoon. So stop. <laughs> also, right. yeah, where does it say that? <laughs> right, right, right. I was also an egg seller, by the way. Oh, look at that. <laughs> twins, <laughs> twins. Um, Munda, could you tell us, like I, I, like I said, I loved hearing your vision for what's next for the future. Um, and I'm wondering, as we're looking at this present moment, like while you are quite literally in an education for musical theater, what do you think might be missing right now? What do you think might be needed in our curriculum as you're swimming in, in the deep end of it now? Ooh, um, well, I first want to say that I'm very proud of the institution that I go to. Chico State right now is implementing courses currently for our next upcoming freshman class that is hopefully going to be a thing and, and, and is going to be talking about how diversity, equity, and inclusion is not a want, but a need in the theater. I think that classes such as that I've taken in my personal experience, like with Maddie, auditions class, we talk a lot about not taking jobs, even when you think like, or even when you really need them, if, if they don't meet your boundaries and where you are as a human being. And if they aren't, if you feel aren't equitable, equitable, diverse, or inclusive, especially as somebody who identifies as a global majority, like it's important to recognize when things aren't okay. And I feel like those conversations and like situations like that are sort of what's missing because I feel like there is this need to be successful. And always, I mean, in any major you would want to pick in any institution, you want to be successful. That's why you go. But I feel like there is this push to just pick any job and take any job. But if I've learned anything, I think it's to have more respect for yourself and to realize when things aren't maybe where you want them to be and then be that change, be that, be that voice that says, you know, maybe that's not okay. And I don't, necessarily know if I want to take that job or work with people who aren't like-minded because they are out there. You just got to find them. And that's, that's the good part. Those are the parts that 
you start to realize that, you know, there is hope because there is the work being done. You just unfortunately sometimes got to look for it, but that's okay. I love that. Great answer. So you're excited about this new class, but what is it? I mean, I, I, I want to sort of push you a little bit because I like what Kika was, was, was fishing for in that what is something that you think should be taught in a musical theater program that is not being taught in the musical theater program, either that you're in or that your friends at other universities are going to, that you would like, you know, this is what I'm going to do differently? Hmm. I think there could definitely be more conversation around examples of how other people from different backgrounds have been successful. I feel like there has been a lot of conversation around just success in general. And like, like you get the, like right now in my musical theater literature class, where we learn about Broadway history and just history, musical theater in general, we learn a lot about the big hits of musical theater that really changed the course of how musical theater currently is and where it came from. And I feel like what's missing in between those blanks is also successes of the global majority, or maybe stories you have never heard before, which is kind of the point of that class to get you like an introduction to a bunch of different material. But I feel like something that is missing is that as somebody, like I said, who identifies with the global majority, there is that lack of like, you can be successful. And here are examples, although there may not be many, where there has been success. And I know that partially it is my job to do some of that work, if not most of that work, because if I want to be in this field, then I should know my research and I should be doing my research as well. But I feel like there could also be that sense of of almost like like when you like I don't know there's different classes in history specifically where there's like specific kinds of history and I feel like what is lacking is like specific musical theater history where there are global majority doing really awesome things telling awesome stories that are again equitable equitable diverse and inclusive and also are done correctly, directed by somebody maybe who's not white and are written by people who aren't white. And it's just those kinds of things that I think are missing. I, I just hearing you talk is actually giving me goosebumps because I'm like, oh, yeah, this, uh, you know, of course, these conversations need to be had. Um, and and the our redefining of the word success, right? Like, what does success mean? Why do we look at history in that way. Why even now do we talk about um, the hits, these hits that are happening on Broadway? Like, and, and shows are closing left and right. And and what are what are those stories that are happening in between? So I just totally appreciate this conversation. I do too. I, I definitely, another thought that I had while you were saying that is that I feel like the commitment that Chico State has made specifically to like having no less than 50% of their season be represented by, by POC or LGBTQ plus or women, like, or just having really awesome conversations around equity, diversity, and inclusion throughout casting. Like if that were to be implemented to all BA, BFA musical theater programs just across the country alone, let alone the world, I mean, it would, it would at least be a great start to where we want to be and where like people like-minded like us would want to be um, specifically going back to that freshman class that is coming soon to Chico state that is going to be focusing around like social justice in that way. I feel like if those courses were required in all musical theater majors or at least musical theater programs in general, it would be a really awesome step into making sure that that is 
a widely known thing and not just like because my teacher likes that or like my teacher <laughs> thinks that way, you know? I feel like that's a thing that could be widely respected. So Mundo, um, one of the things that I think is going to make you a great teacher, and I and I know that our listeners and, and Kikau who are just getting to know you right now are, are already hearing this, but I was hoping you could talk a little bit about is your passion, your enthusiasm, like, you know, um, like I like I have said to you many a times, we'll have class discussions and I feel like we're all learning from each other and you're somebody that I'm, I'm always interested in your point of view, not just because your point of view is strong, but because you communicate it in a way that is, is so powerful and, and exciting. And I'm just, I, have you, has, have you always been that way? Is that something, I mean, where, where does that come from? This, this charismatic, open-hearted way that you communicate with others? Um, that's a really good question. I honestly feel like a lot of that has come through struggle and has come through not having my voice and also learning and having experiences of when not having that voice, how to respectfully communicate because there are times where people aren't going to be like-minded and killing them with kindness is so much more powerful than just being mean back because if you really want somebody to listen to you, there can really never be a way for them to actually want to know what's going on inside of your brain if you as a human being can't really break down your walls and just see them equal versus just like, just, I don't know, there's, there's no good in being mean. Like, like, I feel like, I feel like a lot of where that power comes from is because I've, I've been silenced for so long that I've learned how to be respectful in my responses, but also not standing down for what I believe is right and, and sticking to my guns. Um, it's hard. And it's something that unfortunately, as, as a Mexican Native American man, I have had to learn um, that maybe some other people wouldn't learn in the same way. But if anything, I'm so grateful to have that power because, like you said, I feel like it will at least help me stand out as an educator and as just a human being in general to be able to use that voice, even beyond musical theater, the rehearsal room, the classroom, like in general. I think part of what I was was trying to express to you is that I find you inspiring, I, I like as a, as, a, as a human and you're an inspiring speaker, and I, I'm excited to see what you do as an educator because I know that you're going to inspire your students, and and that to me is really that's the goosebump moment for me. Like I, I, when I think about that and the power that you have because of the sunshine that you are and that you spread, I just I'm really excited to see what happens. So what's your plan? Like you know we've said you want to teach, but like. What does that mean? Like, where, where do you go from here? Where do I go from here? Well, I feel, like, I feel like there's always room to grow and there's always room to improve. And I also don't want one institution like Chico State to be my defining factor as a human. I know that there are so many other opportunities for me out there to develop myself before I can really pursue being a teacher. I think especially being a youngin, I'm only 21 and I'm a senior. So I know that even from now, I do have so much growing to do. But at the same time, where I am currently, I feel destined to be a teacher because like that path, especially being a first generation student, um, going on to get something like a master's degree is not something that's within my family at all. And so having that opportunity plus using my voice 
plus even having two degrees under my belt, I think what's, what really drives me to be a teacher, but also, again, like you said, having your goosebump moment, like I also am feeling that way about thinking about potentially inspiring a group of people in front of me to do better and be better, um, not only as human beings, but as musical theater artists. Um, I After this, I'm definitely at some point going to some master's degree program, hopefully somewhere. They'll love me with open arms and I will, I will give them some of my knowledge and they'll give me some of theirs. And it'll be a good trade-off. <laughs> yeah, that's really, I mean, that's really how that works, right? Like people think that getting your master's degree, MFA, whatever, um, it has some elusive, some secret, some magic to it. But really, it is a culmination of a lot of different experiences. So I love hearing what you're saying. Like, um, the, the, I, I uh, taught for random summer camps. I would direct in both children's theater as well as um, teaching adults. I... Um, I basically did everything. And then when it came time to apply, um, it was just sort of like, oh, right, of course, I, this is the natural progression for what I should be doing and, and really finding myself. So I, I just want to, like, take my magic wand to you and say, like, re do it all right. Like, do as many things as possible. Get get behind that light board. You should sound design something because when it comes down to it and when you're in a room and everyone is looking for expertise and you're the one with it right like they can't deny you you can't deny the the tools that i have here is what they are right so you're on your path i love it so you're you're gonna take a little time to to try stuff out and then go to grad school is that what i'm that Am I summer? I did I summarize what the two of you both just said? <laughs> yes, I, I think that's a great summary of it. I mean, I I know in my heart of hearts I could potentially try really hard to get into a master's degree program right now, but I feel like, especially as somebody who is so growth mindset fundamentally in my core, like I know that personally I have so much more growing to do, even as a human being, before I would feel comfortable stepping in front of a classroom and is trying to spread knowledge. Um, I would rather, I know I present very strong and, and very warm hearted, but I would rather know that even more confidently and also gain some experience, frankly, and then, <laughs> and then, and then pursue that. But yes, my goal is to definitely, I'm without a doubt going to be a professor of musical theater at some point in my life. So it's happening. Yes, you will. This is so fun because I, I cannot wait for six years, five years from now when we regroup this group of people and just sort of talk about what life is and just hear from from you and your in your world. I'm excited to check back in with you. All right, Mundo. Well, thank you. Like I said, and you know this, I think the world of you and I'm excited for our listeners to hear what your vision for the future of musical theater education is. Um, because like I said, I know that you're going to be a major player in that. Um, Kikau, was there anything you wanted to say to, to no, wrap up? I actually just wanted to give Mundo like uh, the last word. What, what do you want to like say to the world of, of musical theater educators or even students who happen to be listening? The, the world is, is harsh, but there's always beauty in it. And I feel like part of what we do is part of that beauty in the world. Um, it is very easy to also get uh, tired. And I feel like 
now more than ever is the time to just keep it pushing because there's so much work to do. And I know that can feel overwhelming, but with the help of everyone around you, it's actually seeing those people around you and receiving that help, even when you feel like you don't need it, is going to be the most helpful. I, I serve gratitude every day for what we do as artists, as human beings. It's so special to even go to school to pursue a degree in musical theater. Um, like I said, as somebody who's first gen, this when I was growing up was not an option. And now that I'm here being a senior, I think now more than ever, it's so powerful to do what we do. And I am so incredibly excited to keep it pushing and keep pursuing what I love because the work is never done, but it is being done at at somewhere. You just got to find it. (laughs) Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Mundo. All right. Hi, everybody. This is so exciting. We, uh, Maddie and I both are being introduced to this person for the first time today. Um, but they have been so kind and, and generous and willing to, to come and speak with us. Um, Kyle, why don't you give our audience just a, a, an introduction of who you are? Uh, yes. Hi, I'm Kyle Montgomery. Um, I'm originally from Texas. Um, I got my undergraduate degree um, in musical theater at Texas Christian University, Uh, stayed in that area for a while working professionally, also as a producer, Um, and then moved to LA for a little bit to um, also produce and stage manage, and now I'm at San Diego State University in my second year of the MFA musical theater degree. Perfect. And I'm I'm just going to... No one good has ever graduated with an MFA not a single one. State not, a single not a single person. The thing is, I mean, uh, Maddie is joking because he knows that that's <laughs> where I graduated from um, ba- back in, geez, 2014 now, 2016. Um, and so, yes, I'm, I'm, I love that we get a chance to connect uh, as an alum and just to hear, you know, your, your thoughts on this. Uh, typically, when someone gets that MFA, from SDSU, there is an interest in teaching. Would that be true for you? Yes, absolutely. And I think that most of the people that come to that program want to teach. It's kind of pitched as a 50% performance, 50% pedagogy uh, program. So this is definitely a school or a program that if you are interested in teaching, this is the one. Yeah. And I found, I mean, I, to me, discovered teaching, I guess, like I thought that this would be an opportunity to like, really double down on my interest in directing and you know I didn't really know what was next so when I got there I was like oh I like actually really love teaching I love the opportunity to teach I found that when I was directing I was teaching anyways um what was your way in um um, you began as a performer but did you have an interest in teaching before going to SDSU Yes, even as an undergraduate student, I knew that this is probably going to be the track for me. Um, I, as an undergraduate, I kind of delved myself into a lot of different categories. Um, I was in a lot of admin, performance, uh, design, stage management, kind of feeling the, the field to see where I fit in. And that directing side of being a leader and teaching and guiding kind of stuck with me. And so I knew down the line, I would eventually go back to school for um, a master's degree in some sense of the directing, uh, musical theater, acting, whatever that would be. 
Um, but I didn't think it would come this early. I thought I would do it in the next 10 years. I didn't think it would be now. Um, but after moving to Los Angeles, um, I was stage managing for Deaf West and I kind of felt stagnant a little bit, um, not with Deaf West or not stage managing, just my life in Los Angeles. Um, cause I was really enjoying my time with that contract, but yeah, I just decided, you know what, let's, if I'm feeling stagnant, I need to be doing something. So I um, applied for the SDSU um, program on recommendation from Jessica Humphreys and Susanna Vaughn, who I know that you you know. So yeah, and then I, I think um, you know you're halfway through the program. What what are your you know takeaways from it so far? Um, I know we're going to talk about what's next. So I'm just interested in staying in this present moment, right? What 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 do you find um, about that program or what are things that you know you're going to keep with you as you move forward? Uh, the biggest lesson that I've learned, um, SDSU is great about throwing you into uh, <laughs> throwing you into the fire and getting your, you know, your hands, uh, what's the analogy? <laughs> hands dirty? Hands, sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know exactly what you're talking great. about, but maybe, yeah. Yes. <laughs> that. Uh, so we've had a lot of experience of like coaching and teaching and, and doing the thing. Um, and the biggest lesson I'm learning is transparency, just being as transparent as you can be about your knowledge, about your expertise, about how you're feeling that day, um, and allowing that honesty between both of you and the students. So that way you can both work together efficiently. And there's no pretense, there's no kind of like put on information. Um, so yeah, that's what I'll be, that's what I'm learning right now. Uh, super, super well. So I just want to throw out there because I don't, you know, we have listeners from all different, um, experience levels it maybe maybe we've got people who are interested especially when they see the title of this particular episode they're interested in teaching i just kind of want to throw out and sing the praises of this sdsu program as somebody that is not a product product of it um i got my mfa in directing from the university of north carolina greensboro because like Kikau, i actually thought grad school was going to be my way into uh opening doors at the professional theater level which it did but it also ignited a, a love for me of, of teaching. But one of the things that I find so impressive, and obviously we know Rob, well, I know Rob and I know uh, Steven and, and I'm great fans of them as humans, but um, I really love how prepared the people that go through this program are for teaching, as prepared as you can be uh, to teach at the university level in particular, uh, you know, without being in a tenure, tenure track position kind of kind of situation. I, uh, I am constantly so impressed with the people that go through this program and how ready they are to jump right in to 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 teaching at the at the university level. Um, it's 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 just so impressive to me and and so while I didn't go through it I am a big fan of it and anytime somebody says to me they wanted they want to be a musical theater educator it's the first program that I uh, that I share and one of the only ones that's specifically designed for musical theater um, you know there's like you could go the track that I did and get a, a, an MFA in something else but like if if it's musical theater that you want to teach this SDSU program is really the place to go. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll back that up with even going into our first semester, we were already being asked to teach classes. So they are really utilizing 
throwing you into the fire. They're really doing that so that way you have that experience and you can start right, right from the gate. Really, that hasn't changed. I just want to say this because this someone was talking about it, a, a brand new teacher, you know, like, when did you learn how to make a syllabi? And it was days before having to teach on day one of grad school for us. And I'm sure, I'm sure it's the same thing. It was just like, wait a second. I, wait, but I just, okay. So I love that you're saying that because that is exactly right. You are thrown into it. Yeah, I have a special topics class I'm teaching next semester and I had to pull together a syllabus within 24 hours, uh, but I knew how to do it from day one. So, yeah. So what is it about teaching? I know that you said that going through your undergraduate experience, you were drawn to being a leader and to directing, but t directing and teaching, while there are certainly overlaps in the Venn diagrams of those two things, they are different things. So what is it about teaching that excites you or, or interests you? Yeah, I think that it's more time. Um, I think that's more time to garner a relationship and a community within a small group of people who are dedicated to the work. Uh, directing, you only get maybe a week, three weeks, I don't know. Um, but for some reason, teaching for me seems more um, intimate, more relationship building. And I think that if we are going to be delving into topics and scripts and monologues that are is a, is a heart work, then for me, I'm able to better give myself as a leader by building these relationships um, heart first. And I need time to build that relationship and that trust, and then we can start working on the craft. So for me, teaching um, is really exciting because I get to build that relationship with these students and help them grow uh, over a longer period of time. Now, um, you know, the industry has shifted the world has shifted due to um, COVID and and conversations surrounding racial justice. And, you know, I'm just sort of painting a picture here. Um, you will be entering a academia in a time when um, change already has been, is moving, is going. Um, what are your thoughts about that now? And, and do you think that, is there anything that is preparing you for the, the I'm going to say the new student that we are hoping to serve. Yeah, um, how exciting. <laughs> I'm, I'm super excited about this. Um, there's a lot of conversation within our own cohort, cohort um, of just like how we're dealing with it, how we continue to deal with it with our current students. Um, and I don't want to say deal with it because it's an issue that we just need to talk about more. Uh, so just open conversation. Again, this transparency is how we're dealing with it. And I might not know a lot of the answers or our students may not know a lot of the answers. Great. Let's find a way to figure out what best serves our community in this time and move us forward. Um, I'm, I'm super I'm, I'm super excited that we are seeing more representation across the field um, on Broadway and regional theaters. Um, in our student base and um, when we are recruiting. Um, I am finding more people utilizing um, committees that are able to go to high schools, churches, um, social events that are, we are recruiting from these areas rather than these fine arts high schools or from unifieds, moonifieds, whatever we are doing. Um, I, I think it's very exciting and we should continue moving 
towards that. Um, yeah. And I'm also, again, I'm teaching my um, special topics next semester on uh, queer studies and musical theater. And so we're going to be talking about the underrepresented communities in that sanctum as well. So, yeah, super, super excited about moving that forward. So, Kyle, um, you know, again, we've got listeners of all different uh, experience backgrounds and whatnot, potential future employers. Uh, of yours as you, you know, go out as you finish the, finishing your MFA at the end of the year, you're going to be applying for jobs. Uh, you know, what's what is going to make you different as a musical theater teacher um, to the, than others? I mean, you know, what 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 makes you special? What makes you unique? What makes you different? And, and pitch it to the future uh, potential employers that are listening to our podcast. Okay. Hi. Hello. My name is Kyle Montgomery. Um, <laughs> um, I think a big draw for me is that I do have a widespread of information and experience um, amongst many categories, not just performance. Um, I have a, I'm a director. I am a performer. I am a designer. I am a stage manager, arts administrator. I have I have the resume for all of that. So that is easier for me to kind of access. Um, other facilities and other departments that maybe some other people don't know. Maybe they only know performance. Maybe they only know management. I'm not sure. Um, I think also another aspect, and this is a little maybe controversial, is my age. Um, I'm still in my 20s. Um, I am finding that a lot of these students seem to find a little bit more trust in someone that is closer to their age. Uh, and that's not an ageist comment. That is just more of something that I have experienced and that we have talked about as a cohort. Uh, there seems to be a little bit more of that trust. Um, and I think um, the way that I approach classes is very transparent. It's very blunt. Um, I, I'm, I'm very tactful in my approach um, and generous, I hope. Um, I hope that it's received generously. But um, yeah, I, I, I do find that I bring kind of a um, youthful energy to the room, but also because I'm more open and more able to relate to the students, there is this, again, this transparency that is happening that I'm finding beneficial in too many ways. <laughs> I love that so much. I think um, you are so right on, uh, I mean, it is your lived experience, but but you're so right on about having your hand in so many different aspects of theater. Um, it is something that I would recommend for a new teacher, right? Someone who is who sort of has blinders up and they say, I'm just this. I, I just have the question of like, well, have you ever stage managed something? Like, have you ever designed a set or like, because there are so many programs out there, small programs, big programs that um, that require that. So I'm so glad that you mentioned that part of your experience. Yeah. Go for it. Oh, you said, I mean, regardless of, uh, I think the best leaders, uh, uh, whether it's a director or a, or a teacher, they, they walk the walk, they walk in other people's shoes so that they can understand how to connect and communicate with them. So I do think that will serve you. Absolutely. And you might end up at a very small program where you're doing all of those things. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We've been there. I've been there. Yeah. I think it's Michael Arden that always talks about how he's potentially going to go back to school uh, to be a lighting designer. I think that is so fascinating of someone that is like Michael Arden, who 
who has a career on Broadway and in uh, regional theaters, but still wants to explore different departments because he's fascinated by the art form. And it's also beneficial for him to know. So it's great. I'd love to hear that. I mean, I love that we can, you know, listen to him do Quasimodo and then, you know, enjoy his production of Once on this Island or, you know what I mean? Like he's so dynamic. So I'm not surprised by that. Um, I have a question about what you think your um, uh, teaching style will be, right? Like, like you said, this transparency, um, you're interested in exploring topics. Like if you were to guess where you would be in 10 years, um, what do you Im imagine that looks like? Yes. Um, so with this special topic, the Queer Studies and Musical Theater, I'm hoping to expand that curriculum so that in 10 years, I do have an arsenal of different special topics relating to the queer experience. So queer dance, queer musical theater, queer performance, trans performance, queer musicality, um, trying to build that up. So that way we do have these culturally specific courses. One, it's beneficial for um, schools to promote um, for recruitment. Um, hey, we are teaching something that is very specific maybe to you, please come and learn more about this culturally specific course. Um, two, it's just, it's good to know that because theater is inherently queer, um, and the entertainment industry is inherently clear that we have these courses to teach about the histories um, and the people that we are standing on the shoulders of um, that have built this industry. Uh, so in 10 years, I'm hoping that it will be, a, my, my courses will be very structured that I can teach the music theater histories, everything that is taught currently, but that we have evolved in in relation to the arts. Um, and so that's what I'm hoping in 10 years I will be doing both of. And hopefully in the next 20 years, they become the same. And that's with any kind of underrepresented um, communities. Um, if we're talking about any kind of underrepresented communities, hopefully in the next 20 years, we're going to be able to meld those together so that it's not two separate things. Um, I don't know about if it's going to be in the next 20 years, but if we all can continue pushing this forward, maybe maybe we can fast track that. So Kyle, what's the plan? You're you're you've got one semester left, and then you're gonna jump right into the. Are you are you already applying for jobs for next year? Like what what's 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 the game plan here? Oh, Maddie. Okay, hit me where I live. All right. <laughs> um, I have no idea y'all i have no idea so i'm in a relationship that i am celebrating 10 years next next week um and they live in la i don't know i don't know i have no idea i'm trying not to do the long distance thing but i want to teach but there's not a lot of job opportunities in the like los angeles area i i have no idea I have no idea if you have any leads. And also, my name is Kyle Montgomery. If you are hiring, uh, you can reach me at, yeah. I have no idea. Um, I do have a continual, like, I want to work. I want to perform. I want to continue on. So I'll be doing, and I'm also a producer and the office coordinator for a theater company in Hollywood. So I'll continue doing that. But yeah, I don't know, friends. Let me know. It's, it's all going to come together. I actually really love um, your vulnerability. I love that you share that because 
this episode really is about people who are interested, um, who um, have expressed some sense of a desire, who are going through a program, who, you know, there's a long list of people in various situations and also a varied um, kind of opportunity out there, right? So how do we line that up? And and also, I love that you brought up um, your uh, partner, your person, right? Like that is something that is always on my mind where I'm like, is Derek happy where we've moved? Like, what's he doing today while I'm here? You know what I mean? There's a whole real conversation that has to happen in regards to the people in our lives. So thank you for offering both of those things. Yeah, absolutely. It's the major thing. Uh, it's my major part of my life. And so it's it's like, how do we navigate that? And I don't know the answer. <laughs> do you have, um just, you know, while you're in the thick of it, do you have any recommendations for our listeners? Is there a book that you're list that you're reading or listening to, or is there something that you're watching or something that you're into that you could inspire others with? Oh no! <laughs> I love it. He's I, in grad school. He doesn't no, have time to do it. Oh my god! Else, I I am a hundred percent opinions about things. Right? Like, there's the. Have you seen the new West Side Story? question mark not not yet but one of our cohorts is one of the dancers in it so we're gonna go watch it sometime in the next couple of days to support him but also i hear it's fabulous i know yeah. it's not doing super well in the box office but i hear it's beautiful well that's great yeah that's good i just feel like there is whether um there is something when we have this many musicals in the ether when schmigadoon exists when west side story is out when everyone's <laughs> fawning over um tick tick boom and you know Andy it's live. like Oh, and Annie live? I mean, come on, yeah. come on. <laughs> okay, Let's... I have seen Tick, Tick, Boom, and I think it was really great. Um, I really enjoyed that performance and that show and how Lynn directed it. I think it's beautiful. Um, I'll, I'll lean them towards that. How about that? Perfect. I have that one. <laughs> Perfect. Great, great. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us. Um, and we will, if if... I, I will say, you know, I get lots of inquiries from universities. Hey, do you know somebody dot, dot, dot. And I do point to SDSU, like there is a cohort that's about to, to graduate. So who, who knows, um, I might be hiring you in the next six months or something. Okay. Well, yes. <laughs> Jeez, Kikau, you can't say that anymore. You're like, you got the power to do that. Yeah, but you have to use, you have to use that power and you have to call that power out and you have to, you know, bring it to light so that others can share. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So my name is Kyle Montgomery. <laughs> Perfect. We, we will absolutely direct them to you if, if we do get inquiries. You are so great. We really appreciate you spending some time with us and, and, and really serving students and future educators in the way that you, that you are. Thanks y'all, that's very sweet. All right. Well, good luck in your, if you're done today, good luck in your final semester of SDSU. You get that MFA. Yeah. And, MFA. and actually I'm excited for us to some point down the line, check back in with you and see, see how things have progressed. Thanks. Hopefully. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks. Thanks Kyle. Music for Carefully Taught was provided by Joshua Haig. For more information, visit joshuahaigmusic.com.